everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica. And I am Chris Eaton. Happy 2016, Jessica. Yes, happy 2016. It's a brand new year, full of possibilities, and damn, what a way to start it off. So, it's been a very, very trying few weeks since we last left you. Um... Yeah, so we're going to talk about, oh, Jessica, what are we, uh, <laughs> remember a few episodes back when I was going off on people who were complaining about King Kong, the new King Kong versus Godzilla, and just the amount of, of whining and complaining that was coming out of that, oh, that was nothing, nothing compared to this last week and a half, so, if you've been living under a rock, you may know that uh, the designs, the actual photos from the set of Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, whichever one you want to go with, you know, you have your choice, got leaked onto Reddit. And uh, the world was uh, taken back by such a radical departure. And uh, not since the 98 Godzilla has there been such a design that has just completely torn our fandom apart, Jessica. It's It's been a soap opera upon itself just watching the reactions on the internet. It is. It is. It is the Batman versus Superman official trailer drop mm. of the kaiju world when we finally get to see more of Jesse Eisenberg and everything, and mm. everyone's like, oh my gosh, I totally love it, or like, mm, no, it's turned me off to seeing the film. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the promotional images of what you saw it through Reddit, I actually saw it through Twitter, mm-hmm. but uh, of what Shin Godzilla, I'm just going to call it Shin Godzilla, it's easier for me, yeah. uh, what he actually looks like. Mm-hmm. So. I only, I asked, my, my whole thing is, and I've gone on, but something new, something different, okay? So, the only thing I wasn't, I was, I was, I've been really kind of, you know, uh, disappointed with 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 the new film is the fact that there's going to be no other monster. It's just going to be another Godzilla on the Rampage movie. Which okay, okay fine. If uh, if Ano and Haiguchi have a, a really good story for that, that's okay. That's cool. And when I saw this image, I'm like, okay, so they're definitely doing something with this other than just you know Godzilla rising up and destroying stuff. The the look the the zombified kind of. It's either zombified or regenerating. We don't know yet because um, we don't. Well, there's no context to the the designs that we've seen. I mean, from what we see in the uh, the photos that got released, were uh, really big, long neck, big, you know, kind of like a smaller, smaller head, it, you know, akin to the original maquette from the '54 film. Really tiny hands, little T-Rex hands, you know, real skeletal too, and like a big chest that's kind of like pointing out like you can actually see the rib cage under so he looks uh, a lot of people have been comparing him to an attack on Titan you know creation it I would say which is apt I'm not gonna say that's not because the the the, the, the some of the Titan look it's mostly the uh, the colossal Titan uh, has that skeletal you know just the muscle there's no skin this looks like Godzilla is pretty much he's either rotting or he's as I said he's midway regenerating so there's a lot of like exposed flesh and a lot of radiation burns and if they're going in if if Anno's words are to be true that this is going to be the most 
frightening and nightmarish Godzilla yet, then it they're going down a path which I'm I'm, I'm calling now it's going to be more of a horror film than anything else, which I am very open to. And if this is the way you're going to do it, you can't have some sort of like wonderful majestic Godzilla design. Say you know like the the mm, the ninety the ninety two the Mothra Godzilla the the Mothra Godzilla, which is kind of like that that peak design for um, the Heisei series. Or say uh, GMK, or even um, uh, you know the Mechagodzilla film, which seems to be the one that everyone uses a lot. You need to go with something scary and, and unsettling. And as we said uh, in the last in the uh, two podcasts ago, when we when we saw the um, the poster, yeah, he does look real creepy. Like the eye, the eyeless lids, the the uh, I'm sorry, the lidless eyes. Got to strike that reverse it. Are really kind of what sell. Like he's he's. He almost looks cracked out, as uh, Jessica said. He kind of, with the with the bigger look on it, he kind of almost looks like uh, what could be dubbed as rapist Godzilla, because he's just so horrible and unsettling. And he does have those those he does, like I look if they're gonna they, they said they're gonna augment it with CG, so that's telling me that this isn't what exactly we're going to be seeing. We're not gonna see this the you know the suit isn't the final look. There's gonna be more, which tells me that. I'm hoping, my guess is that as he's rampaging, there's going to be like chunks of flesh coming off him. There might be like scabs that are like falling off and stuff like that, which again, we're all kind of just trying to piece together what we know and what we've seen. And uh, yeah, it's, look, it's interesting, unique. Be open for for some, for some change, you know. Otherwise, might as well just been throw out one, my, don't even bother with a new suit, just Grab one of the old ones out of storage and then just throw them out fighting some, you know, a, another, you know, go go the cheapest route. Then we have another Megalon. You people really want that. No, you don't. So, um, I, I, I'm going to gather my thoughts for a second. Jessica, what, what what did you think? I, when I first saw the photo, mm-hmm. I remember because I saw it on Twitter mm-hmm. and then I saw it on August Rigoni's blog. And then the moment I saw it, you texted me. Mm-hmm. And asked if I saw it, and my first thought was, he looks like if a durian fruit and an avocado, like, <laughs> had a child. And for those who don't know what a durian fruit looks like, just Google it. It's it's a delicacy in many Asian countries. I personally don't like the smell and taste of it. Is but that that it's soft? Literally, pine- that's that s- what it looked like. Is that that Wait, soft what? pineapple thing? Um, say that for me one more time. Is that is that that soft looking pineapple thing? Yeah, yeah. On the outside, it's got tons of spikes, and then in the inside, it's like a yellow kind of soft meat. Oh yes, oh yeah. That stuff is. You know, hmm. I watched my coworker heave into our trash can after he tried one of those things. Yes, as, yes, it's as, terrible. Yeah. So, but then you know, that's my initial thought, and then I had. Two more separate thoughts afterwards. Mm-hmm. Upon closer squint, mm-hmm. um, yes, it's he's got like creepy hands and everything. He's got those creepy stalker rapist eyes. Mm-hmm. But also, if I had to put more, like I was like, you know, in case an avocado and a durian fruit cross hybrid was not enough for people, he also obviously looked kind of like a burned victim. Mm-hmm. But he also, or you know, like charred, or like you know, when lava molten's but then hardens on the outside. But, you know, he also looks a little bit like what Ryan Reynolds' face looks like, that same texture in the new Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. 
when he's talking to T.J. Miller and mm-hmm. he's describing his own face, mm-hmm. along with a little bit of what I would like to call, in case there are, I guess, children listening to this podcast, um, parts of male physiology, the uh, the male genitalia area, <laughs> like just the texture <laughs> and like the skin and like just, you know, what it looks like on the outside. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Jessica. I'm laughing at how you tiptoed around that. Oh, that's almost adorable the way you just did that too. I just like I was like, oh, um, I don't know. There was there was no subtle way of saying it. So I was like, okay, like that's literally what its skin covering looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. Like, it's one of those things, like, when you look at the Titans from Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. you're staring at them. It's not their dopey eyes that mm-hmm. kind of creep you out. It's something else. Staring at, And then you realize it's not the Joker smile. It's the fact that there are too many teeth. Mm. Like, they're too small and they're too together. It's just too many teeth. Kind of like some deep-sea creatures, mm-hmm. like, you know, that live deep in our ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the type of teeth this current Godzilla has. It's too many teeth. It's mm-hmm. too long. It's too sharp, and it's slightly too long. Mm-hmm. Um, his jaw, excuse me, his jawline, like the unhinging of his jawline. So combine all that together. I am actually not saying he's totally disgusting or ugly or I don't like it. I actually think it's fine, and it probably fits into the you know Godzilla resurgence title. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know he's not going to be bright green and happy go lucky like a Barney. Mm-hmm. So. I think that'll be fine. It's just that he is so well designed in the fact that he actually looks creepy mm-hmm. and looks not not like I'm interested to see if that's the final final. That's great. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, we would like to see. And if it is, then we're all creeped out. And Godzilla isn't really a is a creature that you should have some small fear with. Oh, true. You know, he can't. Yeah, he can't look like a giant emoji and then also like terrorize half of Tokyo. He needs to look obviously creepy. There, sh- It should strike some fear into you. Yeah. And, and you got to realize, I mean, there's 60 plus years of, you know, designs out there. And he, most of them are kind of locked. I mean, people know better, like, the, the hero look, you know, or the 2000, or the, the 90s look where he's, he, again, he's, you know, more of a big dinosaur. He kind of, he's, he's almost superhero in, in his, in his design. And, you know, They've never, never bothered to, um, to really kind of stray from that. Like, especially the, I mean, the Jim K tried to kind of bring back the bad guy Godzilla, and they did. They gave him weight and the the uh, the the, the iris, the the pupilless eyes. You know, where they're all just like uh, fogged over, kind of like how Batman would look with the cowl if they made a proper movie like that. Um, it, you know, that kind of worked. He kind of bought into it, but it's like even then, it's just like he still was like kind of like badass. And you're just like, yeah, I don't care. He's you know he's just going around murdering. That's that's great. I'm rooting for him. You know, a lot of people bring up the original movie. I was like, oh yeah, he was truly terrifying and everything like that. Well, part of that was is that that was the first film. They were kind of it, the the effects guys were still kind of figuring out how they were doing this. They're kind of doing it on the fly. And, you know, you're working with 1953, you know, whatever technology they had at them. So the the crudeness and the look kind of came out of, you know, just that's as far as they could go at the time. 
and as they progress, you know, you make things. But it's it's like t like TVs. They start real big and boxy, teeny little screen. Then the screen got bigger, but the boxes got bigger. And then one day we figured out how to make them flat so we could hang them up like a picture on a wall. And then they became awesome and sleek. And guess what? We're never going back to the boxy design. Even nostalgic people don't even want that. Well, you want to make, you know, Godzilla frightening. You kind of kind of have to step back a little bit, and you got to realize, well, we have years of this. How do we undo that? So you give him a row of messed up teeth. You make him look like like he's literally flesh falling off. And I've heard the, again, the Attack on Titan thing just because Haguchi's work with it. And I, I wouldn't doubt there's probably some, um, you know, uh, some some inspiration from that. I mean, it, there's there's a reason why that series is very very popular. And you know, it, the unsettling look of the Titans are part of that appeal. You know, Sans, you know, everyone's love for uh, Mikasa and, and Levi. But that's that's for another day and another time. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you want if you want to do a horror movie aspect of Godzilla, and which what they're trying to they're trying to it seems like they're trying to go back to the roots of like he's the byproduct of some messed up stuff that happened that we probably were the cause of and now we are reaping our own our our, our own uh um, our own misery out of it so i mean they have made references that you know the fukushima disaster and the earthquake which are related but are not the exact same thing i don't care what anybody says um and, uh, th you know, one nuclear disaster, I mean, we, yeah, we, yeah, we do live in a, in a world now where, because people brought, always bring us like, well, you know, the atomic bomb thing doesn't really work so much anymore because no one's really been bombed in the last 60 years. Well, you know, we've had a few nuclear incidents, you know, to, in the time we had Three Mile Island, we had Chernobyl, which was the worst, but now we have Fukushima, which is now in everyone's mind. So, and believe me, there have been plenty of people, like friends I know, who thought um, that all that radiation was going to come over, we were going to deal with mutant fishmen and and people melting from radiation poisoning. That never happened. But that was that was in the psyche. And that's, that, that's only f five years ago now. So 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Wow, it's been that long. Good God, did that go time fly. But, you know, something like that is in our psyche. So, yeah, run with that. Go go with something like that where, you know, you, you do, f you know, prey on the fears that people are like, there might be mutant fishmen coming out of the water that are all gangly and screwed up, and they might come after us and to feast on the uh, the gooey innards of our eyes. You never know. So that's uh, if they're going with that direction, awesome. Um, you know, the only thing we do know is that uh, this movie is that um, Japan's dealing with Godzilla. He's huge. He looks screwed up, and then America's helping helping them fight. And that's pretty much all we know. We know nothing else. Our, the teaser we got was just a shaky camel thing, which we do know that that is not what the movie's going to be. It's not going to be a Cloverfieldian-esque, you know, POV film. But we all don't, we, we don't know anything else about it. We know Godzilla looks screwed up, and we do know that he's going to be even taller than the, uh, than the legendary Godzilla. And I think that's just a point kind of hit home, and they're like, hey, we can, we, we, we can up one-up you, America, and on how you do things, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. So, for those already screaming to the hills that ah, what have they done? Just wait and see. Just give it that, okay? And, and stop being afraid of new things. I know change sucks sometimes, but then again, change can also be good. We don't you don't know the context of it of what you're looking at yet. 
until, you know, when Toho releases an official high-res, full-body picture that we get a really good look at how everything's going to look with the CG and all that, then we may judge. But until then, we're judging, you know, uh, spy photos that someone snuck out of, uh, of, of, the, of the set. So, let us wait. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good thing as well. Mm -hmm. I'm off my soapbox now, so. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's, I don't know. I it's, can people stop complaining about? I, I look. I know we all love Godzilla. I know we all love this stuff. But it's like, it doesn't seem like nowadays that it doesn't matter what anybody throws at anything, no one is ever satisfied. Like. It, nope, you can't satisfy everybody, no. though. No, and the people who aren't satisfied are like, this isn't exactly how I saw it in my head. Make it like that, or don't make it at all. It's like, like it's an egotistical thing where it's like, you're not directing the damn movie. You're not, you're, you haven't even done anything, and we're not mind readers. So shut up. Just shut up, okay? Enjoy what you got. <laughs> to, to, to 15 years ago, the, the, all this was a pipe dream. No one ever thought we would have any of the stuff we have today. We are at a point where we have so many superhero movies, people are like, eh. I'm like, you fool, you you fool. Like, 20 years, when I was a kid, I would have murdered an entire village to get the Avengers movies that we have today. And now, we have so many that people are like, yeah, I didn't like Avengers 2. Why not? It was overstuffed, and there's all this other, it was kind of lame. I'm like, go to hell. It was awesome, okay? It doesn't, and not everything has to be perfect, it just has to be good and entertaining because it's entertainment. That's what it is. It's, it's you know, you, you try to hide up. Look, we've all tried to hoist your stuff up in our because we do have passion for it. But it doesn't mean it's any. It's going to be important in any world view sense of, of moving our species along. It's just how we're passing time until the inevitability of the cold hand of death coming to get us. So we're just trying to enjoy something while we have this time on Earth. That's what it is. So... If you want to do something better, go out and do it yourself. That way you can actually say, I've, you know, committed something to society. And instead, instead of just sitting behind my keyboard and complaining like normal. You know, I think, I think it is fine to not really enjoy something or find a plot thing. Yeah. But you also have to acknowledge the good that comes with it. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, Ant-Man, for many people, was not a perfect, it was not like the Marvel, it was not Captain mm -hmm. America Winter Soldier. But despite for what it is, I really did enjoy it. And I do admit, and I was telling friends, you know, a lot of people were upset with the whole Edgar Wright thing. It wasn't the movie they thought it was. It had like 20 plot holes. And I was like, yes, but also as a six-year-old little girl, little Jessie never thought she would see a tiny Ant-Man riding a flying ant. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I get that so many years later, mm -hmm. I am already satisfied. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but I truly did enjoy it for what it was. Many people I was actually telling a friend because it was on sale for like $5 at mm -hmm. Best Buy. Uh, Green Lantern movie with a Ryan Reynolds. It was not the best. Nope. But I did tell them that what I did really enjoy was that scene on Oa. Mm -hmm. It was brief. Yeah. But again, when I was young, I never thought I would see a scene on Oa yeah. where all of the Green Lantern Corps is shooting their rings into the sky and they're saying in unison, we are the Corps. Mm -hmm. Well, they're chanting it. 
And I thought to, that to me was a very touching moment. It didn't like redeem the entire film, but I really did appreciate that because I never thought I would actually, in my lifetime as a child, see a Green Lantern film. Yeah. So you know, or or actually see Oa mm-hmm. at that time. So you know, you have to kind of acknowledge that there are some good parts to you know something. Yeah. Well, so it's, well, it's like me. You I, know, and then I mean, very rarely is there a movie that's so terrible. It's like beginning to end. Maybe Catwoman with Halle Berry. Oh, but most things, things I think you know there are redeemable qualities that you have to admit. Well, Look, so, you know, I agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. we won't really know until afterwards. Like, I'm going to reserve judgment of Batman V versus whatever they want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, Superman, until after yeah. I have seen it. Well, it's like, it's like, look, I absolutely detest the last Airbender movie. Like, to the fact that I I, I oh. won't give M. Night Shyamalan. I gave <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan yeah. three tries, and yeah. he struck out on all three. I'm not bothering with it. Is it is it weighing down my life? No. And guess what? I still like his first three mainstream movies. I love. Uh, it didn't change anything. Any of my love for Sixth Sense. It did not change any of my love whatsoever for Unbreakable. And yes, I love Science. Science is a great movie. Fantastic movie. And if anybody says about the plot hole about the water, you're not. Re- you, you don't. You're not reading into it. The girl r- literally says, spells it out for you that there's crap in the water. It's the crap in the water that affects the aliens. It's not the physical water itself. So. There you go. After that, yeah, just struck out left and right. But even the worst of movie still stands, as I argue. It's like, look, yes, you could be upset that you wasted two hours of your life sitting through a bad film, especially for something like, I love I love Avatar, and I love Korra. And when I sat there and watched that movie, I'm just like, this this is like, th- that was something on, on the level of like a, a film student, a first-year film student at USC would be like, who makes these calls? Like, seriously. M. Night Shyamalan thought, one take, it seemed like every th- every take was one take. Well, yeah, yeah, we don't need to, did you, did, did you do, did you even rehearse? Nah, we just kind of winged it, you know, and we had the people kind of do all this faux kung fu stuff, and there was a lot of like, you know, zippity zappity doo, water, and, uh, you know, hey, look, it's terrible, it's a ta- terrible movie, but, it does serve a purpose, and the fact that, Here's how you, not to do something. So even your worst movies, you can even look at breakdowns like, where did you go wrong, and how can we not do it again? It's learning from your history. So, in, in this day and age where anything can be rebooted again because all bets are off, one day someone might tackle Avatar again, and they're like, all right, let's not do that, let's do this, okay? So, lesson learned. Like Green Lantern, Warner Brothers looked, oh, okay, so too many cooks in the kitchen, um, wrong choice on many things. So we know what not to do next time we do this because we're obviously going to make one uh, again. We just got to give a little time for it to pass. So, and and I've always argued too. I there look there there are movies that are legitimately crap that I love because there's they're so crappy that they're good. It's that so bad it's good kind of thing. And anybody can find can find good in something. That's that's the that's the beauty of of the art that we do love. But it's when, in my, my whole rant was, you know, A, if you don't even know what you're seeing, if you're looking, if, if, you're, if the foresight is, oh, I don't like where this is going, or I don't, I, I'm assuming where this is going, shut up. B, 
wait until the movie comes out. And if the movie comes out, you legitimately don't like it. Like, you have legitimate gripes, and you're not nitpicking and making those the big gripes of why the movie sucks. Then you have, like, like the acting was subpar. This, you know, there was, it was really obvious clunky dialogue and, you know, bad editing and stuff like that. That's fine, but it's like, oh, I didn't like how Superman looked or Henry Cavill. I just don't like that dude. That is not a legitimate excuse for hating something, okay? That's that's my whole thing. It's like people who... I, I've met people who've never seen The Matrix because they don't like Keanu Reeves. Can you just give it one chance? The man's a decent actor. So, you know, if, if a million other people are, are proclaiming something's awesome, give it a chance. And, and even then, if you don't like it, then fine. At least have a legitimate excuse for not liking something and a legitimate excuse for complaining about something other than being trivial and nitpicky and then trying to make yourself... And the whole... It all comes out. It all comes... All this comes around to this, this day and age we live in where everyone's got a voice and everyone wants to sound like the smartest person in the room and, ha and the uh, some reason the way to do that is to belittle everything below you because apparently being a dick makes you smart. So... You know, I had some friends who didn't like what Shin Godzilla looked like, and I was like, maybe you'll really like the story. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, wait until you watch it, mm -hmm. and then you can be like, I did not like. Yeah. So, oh, there, I mean, I trust that Toe knows what they're doing, at least, you know, for this film. And then I hopefully, you know, we will all enjoy it, or we will find something redeeming about it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, not every single movie is a home run. There are those people don't like. I don't like against Mechagodzilla because I found it boring. But, you know, that's still got some cool mech scenes. There were some good ideas in it. But when you pump out so many, when you have 30-plus movies, not every single one of them is going to be a hit. And, you know, we're hoping, you know, the idea of giving it to Ano and, and Haguchi, the, pretty much the brain trust behind Gynex and, you know, behind Neon Genesis, one of the most revolutionary animes in the last ever... I'm just going to put it out there for in ever. Uh, you, you would, you're going to assume that there's going to be something different to it. So, and you know, this is kind of on track with a little bit with on track with what I was kind of expecting. I'm just disappointed there's no other monster still. But I, I'm curious to see what the suit. From words that are out there, that it's going to the suit takes two guys to operate. Like there might legitimately be two men in that suit. Is intriguing alone. So I'm I'm very curious to where they're going because. The fact that they're doing Godzilla is so big. They're even bigger than the legendary one. And they're making them so just creepy and molestery and uh, very Bernie is uh, is unique in its own take. So I await a trailer. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the movie comes out at the end of July. Uh, probably March is when we'll see the first one. Because that's... How Toho worked it for Attack on Time. I believe the first Attack on Time was in the end of uh, was middle of August, and the first trailer came out midweek in March. So I'm gonna guess that we might see a legit trailer with monster action in that in that scene, unless they pull a legendary and they're real shy about showing the monster. So we will see. <laughs> we will see. And speaking of legendary, Jessica, ah. The the carnival never ends with this company, doesn't it? No, it does not. It it they produce amazing things and then they also break our hearts at the same time. <sighs> so there's two big stories that came out alongside uh, the, all this shenanigans. The bigger bigger one broke about two days ago as we record this. 
And there's inevitability we all kind of knew in the back of our head, we just didn't want to admit. But, yeah, it looks like Universal's not going forward with Pacific Rim 2. Which I believe is called Pacific Rim Maelstorm. Mm-hmm. At least according to IMDb, mm-hmm. with no photo. Yeah. But it was a L-S-T-O-R-M. Mm-hmm. So, I, I may have pronounced it wrong, so feel free Maus- to correct me. Maelstrom? Maelstrom? Ma- Maelstrom? Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a big world but, um, that's what yeah. it is. So, pretty much, uh, yeah, Let you know, it's, it's one of those things that was too good to be true when we did hear it. I mean, you and I were both ecstatic. Go back and listen to that episode where, uh, you know, we found out, hey, there's going to be another Pacific Rim 2. And sadly, much like uh, a history that Mr. Del Toro has with many of his projects, they tend to fall right apart. But it does seem like that the... The property is something Legendary is not willing to give up on. I mean, there is a comic book out right now. Um, I'm very curious as to whether or not they're still going through with the animated series, which, personally, I think is a better way to go right now. I know we all want another big budget movie, and I'm, the way it sounded like they were building with it, there was going to be all this awesome stuff. But, uh, I don't know. It's... The, look, the movie had a star, like a, a Star Wars, the original one, feel. Like, there's this awesome built-in world, there's all this cool stuff, but it did wrap up to where it's like, if we get a sequel, cool, and hopefully it's something that expands on but if we don't, it's it got a nice bow, and everything's kind of put there for us. Yeah, no, that's true. That's definitely something. I mean, at least we got something. True. You know, that was a little bit original, mm-hmm. you know, and just some things are unfortunately too good to last, kind of like Firefly or Sarah Connor, the Terminator Chronicles, Such a good you know, show. or other shows and other movies that we've always wanted mm-hmm. a second or third, you know, viewing or like a sequel for, but we just didn't get it. Like but, drag. you know, you got what you got for the time being. Yeah. You know, at least it wasn't like that show. Was it called Playboy or oh. something where Amber Heard was in it? It was like one episode and it just canceled wow, immediately afterwards. That. And then you never saw anything after that. Just like Beautiful People with like Misha Barton or something. Wow, those are it's po- like, wow, polls for Jessica. Good on you. Like, I don't even remember the first one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's one of those things that it quit before it even started. Mm. Or like Travis on Pacific Rim, Travis Beecham's uh, Hieroglyphics. That was, that, which, you know, that, that was just sad. It's like they didn't even get a chance. Yeah, I mean, to I mean, I mean, there was a diversity issue, ethnic issue there. But I'm just saying, it didn't even make it. Yeah. Like it didn't even make it to our eyeballs, mm-hmm. and we didn't even have chance to even process it, and it was already gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least with Pacific Rim, we got to process it. We and did. We got a DVD out of it. We got a DVD. We got, um, you know, we got a comic book out of it. We got toys. Which the irony is, Dika says those are some of their best-selling figures too, and the, they're almost out of things to make figures out of. So, at, if at the very least, you know, it, hopefully Legendary keeps producing comics, and hopefully we they they haven't given up on the um, on the animated series, because that 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 whole thing just begs for a cartoon, an animated series of some sort, or even an animated movie. You can't make a big budget live action movie. Go animate it. People will turn out and watch it. it. We don't. It doesn't even need to be a CG one. Do a handmade 
Pacific Rim movie, uh, animated Pacific Rim movie, and we will come and see it. It'll probably be a million times cheaper to do it that way than it would be to do live action. Yes, there's something great to be in live action because there's the reality there, but we just want more Pacific Rim. Sometimes, we, you know, maybe you got to go with the only route you can do, and if they can get an animated version out there, like in a movie form, I will gladly take it. At this point, I'll take whatever I can. So, and, you know, it's easier on actors, too. They just come in, lay down some voice tracks, and then, bam, they're out, and then, the you know, the crew, you know, works for another ten months on, on finishing it. So, and plus, it's, it's all anime-inspired anyway. It would make sense to do something like that, so... It's, I just hope Right, that... you know, no, I, I completely agree. It's mm-hmm. just, it's kind of like Turbo. Yeah. That, I think it was a DreamWorks animated. I personally liked it because I like Moloch's and snails and stuff. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up being your next Cars. No. But now with streaming device, mm-hmm. Netflix has a little Netflix original of Turbo, and it's like a little, like, series. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the same thing with Dragons, which drag How to Train Dragons did fine. So that's yeah. a completely separate issue. But anything else, you can kind of make, uh, you know, go straight to a streaming device. And even if one day, you know, Pacific Rim, the animated series, does not make it to, you know, the main or the, the silver screen, at least it can go onto a streaming device like Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you, it, it is kind of related I mean, this week we got news I never thought I would hear again that there's going to be a new Voltron series, Jessica. Yep. Yep, and it's coming straight to Netflix, and it's coming this year. It's not going to be like, oh, late 2018, you'll see. It's like, no, we've already begun work on it, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's coming out by the end of this year. I'm like, wait, what? But, look, Voltron was the thing before Godzilla for me, a young Chris got up every morning and watched many episodes of Voltron, you know, loved the antics of Pidge and the, uh, the, the three-way romance between Lance, Keith, and uh, Princess Allura. Always wondered what happened to poor Sven, because not knowing that it was a horrible, uh, you know, chopped up uh, dub that, you know, Sven died in the real Japanese version. No, no, he just got hurt and he just disappeared. Whatever happened to that guy? And just much, much mech action fighting robots. It was great, and uh, I've had nothing but two disappointing bringbacks since then, because um, yeah, the world of M Productions apparently just is better at making something out of something out at, not making something out of whole cloth, but kind of cutting and pasting stuff together. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little tempered. I, I'm happy that there's more Voltron coming. I'm just like I kind of I couldn't I I, I couldn't watch uh, Voltron Force. It was just too. We live in a world you don't need to pander. I know it's a kid show, but kids aren't retarded. They're not dumb. You can actually have something cool. If it, it look if the world of Batman the animated series and X Men has taught us anything, that kids can take you know more straight lined, harder uh, uh, you know uh, more compelling. Storylines. They don't. Not everything needs to kind of just be very happy-go-lucky and a little more, you know, bright and uh, bright and shiny. Like Voltron really was not that. The original Voltron was. There was a lot of grit and grim to it, and that's kind. And you know, a lot of people will be like, I know people will be like, well, does everything have to be that way? It's like, no, no, you did not. Everything has to be that way. But Voltron was that way, and that was one of the appeals of Voltron was the fact that, oh, they're fighting this terrible, horrible, like 
monstrous empire. And, you know, they allude to doing terrible things and, uh, you know, fill the rest in your head. But even as a kid, you knew that the, the, the Drool Empire, these were, these were bad, bad people. And they'd done terrible. They had slaves. They freaking had slaves that they whipped constantly with their whips. There was so much whipping. And there was in the, all the... One Row Beast had nipple missiles. If you couldn't get past that, come on. Nipple missiles. So, my hope, my hope, my hope is that this new Netflix-based Voltron maybe skews just a, a tad more in that direction than the last two have attempted to. Because Voltron Third Dimension, while a valiant effort, not great, especially comparison that we had something called Beast Wars out at the time that just completely wiped the floor with it. And Voltron Force was Nick's way of like, well, let's make a kitty. That's what all the kids like. It's like, you don't have to do that. The Ninja Tur the new Ninja Turtles cartoon out there shows you can have a proper balance, have great storytelling, and a, you don't have to pander to, to what you think the intelligence level of a child is. You can do more. So Yes. Yes, yeah, so the TMNT on Nickelodeon is great. Oh, it's fantastic. I remember a lot of parents kind of complained about the Superhero Squad, Marvel's Superhero Squad. Mm -hmm. Great toys. Cute little chibi-ish yeah. versions of the Marvel characters, but mm -hmm. a lot of them, they there were kids complaining that they felt stupid yeah. after watching the show. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't I don't believe the show is on anymore. The toys were cute, mm -hmm. but possibly was there for the toys. Yeah, it was. But it was oh, one of those shows that made kids feel more dumb. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, you don't need that. We have kids watching. Age of Ultron mm -hmm. and Avengers yeah. without any issue. Exactly. I don't. I never understood that <laughs> mentality. I mean, when I got to talk to um, the creator of the X Men show, uh, Eric Leewald, last year, I brought up the fact that I'm like the, one of the staying power. Why everyone loved X Men, and why everyone still loves it to this day. And he even admits he's like, look, we had like no budget, so we had to make sure that the show worked on a story level like we were trying to tell the the stories that chris claremont was telling at the time in the books so that's what we were going with he's like you know um you look at pride of the x-men that came before it <laughs> garbage because it was a what the, what a network thought an x-men show should be and b it was also someone who had no idea what you know x-men was he's like he even said admittedly i was not i didn't know anything about x-men so what did i do I hired a guy who knew everything about X-Men, and he was our go-to guy, and he made sure that everything worked. And you know what? We were also like, let's t let's tell a story. Let's tell stories that the comic is willing to tell, and let's tell stories that we, you know, we would watch. And you know, we, you know, we we, we could sit down ten years from now and look. I mean, there was the complexity and the grace of that show. I mean, hell, look, it, you watch it now, it looks, it kind of looks like dog crap. And they, they even admit, it's like, we had no budgets, and we had these really, <coughs> he's like, you wouldn't do those designs today in animation, because they're just, there's too much going on, there's too much, of, too much of trying to make, physically make the comic book come to life, he's like, that's where Batman worked, because they simplified the designs, that's why everyone does those kind of designs nowadays. It's just easier to animate. It's like if we we redid it, yeah, we would have done it more like that. He even says we would have done it more in the kin of what Wolverine and the X Men did, which was another fantastic freaking show too. Um, it, and again, a kid show with uh, uh, the full knowledge that like, hey, there are these movies out there. Kids are seeing them. We can do that. So 
And you don't need to have blood and guts, and you don't need to have swearing, but you can tell a great story, and people will buy in. People will follow it. Kids follow, will follow it. Batman the Animated Series. It, I don't even say anything else. Right there. That's all you need to know. If kids can watch that and love it, kids can watch something. You can make something of quality, and you don't have to pander. That's the best thing. So, uh, hopefully, that's not where they're going with Voltron. I will wait and see. And I do bring this up because Guillermo del Toro did announce that with Voltron being picked up for a Netflix show, he has a show coming on Netflix alongside with it called Trolls. So, or Troll, Troll Hunter, Hunter I Troll Hunter. So, which DreamWorks is actually doing a show called Trolls, and they're doing a Troll Hunter show. So I'm, I'm curious how that's going to go, how that's going to work out. Right. And Troll Hunter has nothing to do with the awesome Troll Hunter movie either, so. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Those are two separate things, you guys. Yeah. Although, you know, we should also watch a Troll Hunter's movie. No. Oh, if you haven't seen Troll, oh, you should, everybody should watch Troll Hunter. It's a fantastic movie. So good. It's even got giant monster action in it, too. But, uh, but you know what? Hopefully, all coming back around to Pacific Rim, hopefully, you know, that the fan base here... It shows that there's still there's still viable options for it. Um, the big the other big news that came out this week was the fact that Legendary is being partially bought out by a Chinese conglomerate. And hey, China love robots. They loved them. So that might you know that might put it put that back up in there too. The fact that they might do more of these somehow, some way, especially if uh, they fund most of it. it it's a less of a um, it's, it's less of a risk because that was the other thing is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of money going into this. And unless Legendary themselves are going to foot the whole bill and just have someone else distribute it, uh, a la, say, what Lucas did with Star Wars when he still had them, that probably the only way we'll, we will ever see another Pacific Rim movie. Um, but, you know, it, th stranger things have happened. So we live in a world of infinite possibilities. And, I mean, we... we Star Wars is back and people love it. So, anything can happen, Jessica. Anything can happen. Yes, yes, that is very true. Mm -hmm. So, as long as Nika keeps me, you know, what you can people can keep doing as long as there's comics out there. Go buy the comics. There's toys out there. Keep buying the toys. Anything that you know, Pacific Rim gets put out. Keep picking it up because otherwise, it, you vote with your wallet. We live in a capitalist society. It's not all bad things, and you can make sure something keeps getting made if you keep vote, voting with your wallet. So that's uh, that's that's the one hope in the future we can we can possibly see. So, oh, so much drama. It's we're only a week and a half in 2006 or 20, 2016, Jessica. I know, I know. We haven't even made it through January. Nope, no, we have not. Oh, God, what the. Th when the movie when when Shin Godzilla comes out, I mean, God, the, uh, I, I, mm, mm, we will we will see, yeah, because um, I know I know our buddy Mark, he's he's talking about going up to um, to Japan to see it, so we might actually have a review straight from the mouth if he does go. Hopefully, Mark, you're going. If you do, if you do plan on it, we, you, you got to come on. You're gonna come on. I'm gonna force you to come on. And you're gonna force us to give us all the buttery details. So that's uh that's that that's that's the world you're gonna live in if you do if you manage to go. So I know he's listening. 
Yeah, I, I know he knows my sinister plots, so. Oh, all right. Um, oh, real quick, one more uh, bit of news. We know more about uh, IDW's new Godzilla series coming out in March. So right in time for WonderCon, Jessica. Yes, yes it is. So it's Godzilla Oblivion uh, written by the – by uh, how do you pronounce this? Last? It's Joshua – is it Fikov? Fiakov, I Fiakov. believe. Is that Russian? Sounds Russian. I like it. Uh-oh. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. No. You there, Jessica? Yes, I am. Okay. You kind of broke up there a little bit. So what were you saying about it? I said I do not know the origin, but mm. it is a unique last name. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, this is the man who's currently uh, writing the Pacific Rim miniseries. So, hey, works hand in hand. The guy, the man knows his giant monster. So, um, it pretty much it deals with, uh, it almost seems like uh, the way that the uh, the synopsis writes it out, the, the fact that it's crisis on infinite Toho universes. So, that uh, they open up a, a portal similar to another movie of another dimension and monsters come out of it. Yes, and then a baby kaiju hitches its way back mm -hmm. to a dimension of no monsters. Yes. So they had me a baby kaiju. Yes. <laughs> because Jessica loves adorable baby things, too. So she can't help herself. If a baby raccoon ran up to her, she would never stop, like, fawning over it. Yep, I'd be like, has rabies. I still love you. <laughs> You'd be like Ned in the Hall in the Simpsons Halloween episode when he's like, oh my god, a horrible monster. And he's hurt, picks him up. He's like, aw, isn't that cute? He's trying to claw my eyes out. <laughs> so that's that's exactly how I would see it. But uh, yeah, though, so, I mean, the cover, we got Godzilla fighting multiple Mothras and James Stokoe's doing the cover. So more of his wonderful art. Uh, a, a guy, uh, a man by the name of Brian Churilla. I am not familiar with his work. He's actually doing the art in it, so uh, I will be very curious to see uh, what the in interiors look. Hopefully, IDW will release those very soon. So, uh, good times, good times ahead, especially after um, the uh, kind of awkward series that was uh, Godzilla in Hell. Uh, you want to talk about something that you you had an idea where it was going and did not go ex anywhere near where you thought it was going? That's that that was that series right there. So. Not, I'm not speaking ill of it. It was just like, hmm, okay, it was all a big metaphor. So, they went deep. They didn't go literal. But, hey, more Godzilla is better. They, you know, better. Some Godzilla, metaphorical Godzilla, better than no Godzilla. It's true. That is absolutely true. So You know, it's kind of like people who had to survive when Doctor Who was on a many, many year hiatus mm -hmm. until like, you know, the eighth doctor came back with like a movie, and then we had the ninth doctor. You basically survived off of anything you could find out. Any crumbs. You know, in any the world. You can get. Yeah, it's like you would. It's it's like people trying to you know suck a dew in order to survive in the middle of a forest. I mean, we went ten years, Jessica, between Final Wars and this. So <coughs> that is true. Excuse me. That is very true. There's almost nothing nothing out there. That's how I kind of. <coughs> oh, ah, swallowed something down the wrong tube. 
But that's that's how I kind of got into Ultraman because it's just like I started getting the shakes. I'm just like I got nothing new. I, I mean, what? Oh, Ultraman's out there. Okay, cool. The, it's not as potent. It's not as strong, but it'll do. It, it was a good. It was a good substitute. I, you know, that's how I um kind of started getting in. Like I always threatened to get into Ultraman, and I never really did. And then we, you know, I picked up Ultra Galaxy the movie, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So let's go back and see what else I can find. And now we live in a world where uh, Crunchyroll is streaming like, you know, four or five different Ultraman series right now, which Ultraman X ended. Awesome show. Loved it. Fantastic. So, um, just it, you could tell that uh, it was done on a budget because they reused a lot of old suits. But I didn't mind. It was, it was, it was awesome. The, the, the final two-part was really, really cool, too. So, the, the boss monster for... X was, uh, I forgot what his name was, but he's a unique, uh, look. He kind of looked like a, um, a streamlined, uh, Zeton alien that had this really cackling hyena's laugh, and he was always kind of like, like vibe, kind of out of sync with, with, with reality, too, which was, uh, really cool. Made, made for a very good, uh, very good fight, so. If you got a crunch roll, go, go give it a look. I'm gonna sit down and watch probably Ultraman Max next. Which have you you've seen that one, right, Jessica? Yes. Was Max any good? It was it was good. I liked it. Should I watch that or should I watch um Mebus next? Ooh. Maybe do Mebus and then do Max. Okay. But you know, I'm somebody who easily likes things. I don't want to have too much of a complaint. Mm -hmm. So I would say either one, whichever one that you feel kind of speaks out more to you mm -hmm. so yeah no i'm pretty easy going with pop culture i mean there are things i obviously don't like but pretty easy going the fact that we even have two to choose from mm -hmm. is a good thing it is a good thing it's always a good thing all right well um you've got to listen to me rant and complain for 45 minutes and jessica make a few um few notes here and there so for that, I apologize. But we had, I had a lot to say because I get really angry. I get frustrated and angry at the world for being retarded. Stupid, dumb, whatever whatever uh, 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 verb you want to use, go ahead. I use all of them. So just stop being stupid. That's, that's all I ask. Just stop being stupid, okay? Um, on that note, uh, we have made the move over to realmcast.com. So, you, this will be the first episode up there. Um, your RSS feed should not change. I'm still, there's one or two more tweaks I got to do, but everything should remain the same. So, if you come and download the episode, like physically download it, uh, and you don't get off iTunes, come to the Realmcast now. That's where we're going to be doing it. Uh, it's part of our um, of, uh, of our swing. We're, we're going full, full podcast network with this place. So, um, and... It's a, you know, it's it's it, it's cheaper for me to host it too. So, uh, because we don't get any money off this this podcast, and uh, I do pay out of pocket for it. So, um, if we want to keep it going, I got to make sure I can keep it up. So, that sounded really bad the way I just put I, I surmised that. <coughs> um, but anyway, hopefully you all come over to therealmcast.com. I've posted on the Facebook. I'm up on the. Uh, They'll be up this week on the Tumblr and everything else. But do go over there from now on. Uh, Panzer Crush itself will probably be closing up in the next, like, month when the, uh, when the uh, pretty much my rental there on, on the website is, is done and up and paid for. 
Um, and then uh, everything will be redirected to uh, all anything there will be redirected to the Realmcast. And your iTunes will be will be fine. Your Stitcher, if you listen to it there, will be fine. Um, that's that's pretty much the state of the union right there. We have a lot coming for you this year. Um, we got we got big plans, Jessica. We got big plans. <clears throat> so hopefully you you all all of you wonderful people will stick around. We thank you all for uh, for giving us this is coming into year three. We're going into year three, Jessica. Yes, we are. Andy. Who's definitely been listening to us and supporting us all this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so enjoy that. Um, I'm uh, that you'll <clears throat> we'll be back in about two and a half weeks with another episode because I will be out of town. I'll be up in uh, the great white north of uh, Portland and uh, gonna gonna go meet up with uh, Kyle and we're gonna we're gonna go uh, nerd out about Godzilla stuff as uh, I explore the wonder and, and majesty that is Portland, Oregon. So uh, everyone enjoy. Have you know? Hopefully your New Year's are going great. And on that note, Jessica. Where can the good people find more of your work? Oh, for my work, yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, you can always Facebook friend me. Please mm-hmm. send me a message mm-hmm. at uh, Jessica T S E A N G. And also, I am on girlongeek.com, mm-hmm. thecomicbookgirl.com, and also my newest site, littlegeekgirls.com, where we support young women under the age of 12 into anything that is pop culture. Mm-hmm. because pop culture is for everyone, and mm-hmm. it's not stereotypically for one gender. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want, you know, people of all genders, age, and races can come and definitely support out. So from there, you can find me through all the other different social media, social media, excuse me, platforms. All right. And, of course, as I just mentioned, you can find uh, this show and us over at therealmcast.com, and all my work is over there. So if you're going there... Just click any of those podcasts. I'm probably on one or a few of them. So, and if not, give the other ones a listen to too. I, I, we we cover a wide swath of stuff. So, we got many shows. We got a show covering the Flash. Show covering Arrow. We're gonna be starting one for Legends of Tomorrow pretty soon. I, are you hyped for that show, Jessica? I am. I am very very excited. I mean, I love all the characters, mm-hmm. some more than others. I, you know, do like Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I'm interested to see how they handle uh, Captain Cold and his brother because they are definitely the outliers. Oh yes. So I'm interested to see how they evolve their characters. It'd be very interesting because Captain Cold is he still a good guy in the in the current continuity? Uh, kind of, yeah. Is he still part of the Justice mm-hmm. League? Um. Yes, I mean, from what I understand, yeah. Okay. So he's still kind of that on-again, off-again thing that Jeff Johns was working on? Yep. Hmm. It, it will be, I, I did like that where, where they took that. It was a it was a nice, interesting change of pace. So, um, Yeah, and then, of course, Jessica, where else can they find uh, our, this wonderful show if they want to talk to us? You know, definitely you can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very active on the Facebook page. Thank you to Chris. Mm-hmm. And it is the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. That's also the same for us on our Tumblr, mm-hmm. the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, and also our Gmail. If you ever just want to, like, privately email us, yeah. is uh, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. However, on Twitter, we are just the Kaiju Kingdom. Okay. Yep. So that would be the best way. 
so. And uh, there will be shenanigans, shenanigans to come very soon. So, all right. Well, that's enough ranting and raving for this episode. So, until next time. Uh, God, I, I'm look at that. Look at that. I'm not even sticking the landing already. Like, what, what kind of way is that to start the year? So, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. So, for myself. And me, Jessica. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.